Well, I've been really um, excited this week, um, looking forward to this morning, because uh, God is has brought me across uh, a psalm this week. We've been uh, looking through some psalms and are going to continue uh, this summer that this psalm in particular really focuses on praising God and just um, being really aware of the things that he has done in our lives. And I'm going to ask you all this morning to kind of go on a journey with me. Um, we're going to take some time to reflect today on, um, on what God has done in our lives. And uh, and also take some opportunities to maybe share some of those insights with, with our community. Um, one of my favorite times in college was at the end of each semester. And, you know, I mean, there's obviously the exhilarating feeling of finishing a semester of college, being one step closer to, you know, jobs and bills. So who wouldn't want to celebrate that? Um, but no, really, the, the, the thing I loved the most about the end of each semester in college was that there was kind of this uh, Christian community group that we were a part of at Missouri State. Um, and at the end of each semester, um, our, on our weekly meetings, we would set it aside um, just to um, praise God for the things that he had done in our lives. And so we would all get into one giant circle. There's usually, I don't know, 75 or 80 of us. And we would just go around the room and just stand up and just say, you know, hey, this is, this is how God did in my life this semester and how he changed me. And um, it was always just so encouraging. Um, just to hear what God was doing in other people's lives. I think especially just being a 19, 20-year-old person, um, it just made everything that we talked about in, in the Bible and in this, the ideas that we talked about God, it made it all very real and tangible when somebody's life that you knew, you could see change or they would tell you just some things that had gone on. Um, it was just always a very powerful time. Uh, so this morning, I want you to go ahead and look at uh, Psalm 111 if you want to open your Bibles to page 426. We're going to take a look at just a few verses, page 426, Psalm 111. We're going to look at verses 1 through 4 this morning. Verse 1 says, praise the Lord. I will extol the Lord with all my heart in the counsel of the upright and in the assembly. Great are the works of the Lord. They are pondered by all who delight in them. Glorious and majestic are his deeds and his righteousness endures forever. He has caused his wonders to be remembered. The Lord is gracious and compassionate. And there are just a lot of great things to consider just in those first four verses. I like the way that verse one begins with a vow. The, the writer says, I will extol, which is another word for praise, the Lord with all my heart. Not that I have to, but I will. That's like the way I'm going to choose to live is to praise God. And he says, how will he choose to pray them? He says, I will do it with all my heart. And you can probably tell the difference in your life. I know I can in mine when I do things with my whole heart and when I do things kind of half-heartedly. There's a pretty big difference in how I approach things. And so God really encourages us when we come to him to, to praise him, that we do it with our whole heart. And the Bible talks about um, not doing things with kind of this half-heartedness. In, in Psalm 86, 11, David prayed that God would give me an undivided heart, that I may fear your name. So there's a choice to praise. There's a manner in which we engage ourselves and at what level we do it wholeheartedly. In verse 1, there's also a where. Where will I praise God with my whole heart? It says, I'll do it in the, in the counsel of the upright 
and I'll do it in the assembly. In other words, I'll do it if there's just a little group of people or I'll do it in, in the big congregation. And in other words, no matter where I'm at, it's important to praise God wholeheartedly in the presence of others, which is a pretty great verse in terms of why we're here on Sunday morning, that it's important for us to do that in, in, a, in a community of people. And there's something very valuable uh, about doing that as well. Um, that word counsel uh, that we find there in verse one, that same word in another Psalm, Psalm 55, 14, is translated um, the sweet fellowship and the sweet fellowship of others. I don't know if you've ever been, I mean, I mean of course you guys have been to church, so you know what it's like to sing uh, in, the, in the community of people who all kind of are like-minded, who all have a similar passion, a similar experience that man, God has done something in me and there's something, and sometimes, you know, different Sundays, some Sundays are different than others, but you know what it's like when everything kind of clicks and there's this kind of this electricity going through the, the crowd, you know, that man, we are, we are praising and honoring God and we're doing it together. And it's something different than maybe what we could experience at home by ourselves. Um, uh, there's an electricity that goes on when that happens. Verses two through four, get at the what. What are we praising God for? So take a look again there, if you could, at verses two through four. What does the psalmist say that God is, is doing that's worthy of praise? Share some answers with me when you, when you find stuff. Yeah. Okay, so his great works. Yeah, what else? His righteousness. Okay. What other things? Yeah, Eric. Yeah, his deeds are glorious and majestic. Good. He is gracious and compassionate. So there's several things there that, that he brings up. Um, you know, the works and the deeds of the Lord. It's kind of interesting to consider what those might be. Because I have this sneaky suspicion that they don't have anything to do with our circumstances. You know, that it doesn't necessarily, doesn't necessarily mean if God's great works don't necessarily have to do with what's going on in our life right now, whether things are working out for us or not. Because the reality is, is that God is much more interested in changing our character than he is in changing our circumstances. And so I think that's an important distinction for us to keep in mind this morning. And so the things that I enjoy more than anything when I'm with other people is hearing about how God is changing their character. When I hear people and I see people myself in, in my own life and interactions with folks, and I see that people have become more gracious and more compassionate, more caring, more loving, more forgiving, more generous, I get really excited about that. Because I know for all of us that we are all going to face challenges and trials in life. And so I know, I know when somebody's character has changed, what that means is that when they experience that next trial, I know that it's going to do something about their perspective on that trial. It's going to shift. It's going to change. It's going to help them to see things more from a Christ-like perspective. And I also know that when they get into those challenging times, what else is going to change because their character has changed is they're going to change the way that they react with people. In, those, in the midst of kind of some high pressure, high tension times in life, they're gonna be more gracious towards others. 
where in the past they might have been more critical or bitter or whatever. So I love to see people's characters change. And I'm sure it didn't escape you this morning if you've been here the last few weeks that those words ponder and delight showed up in our our scripture this morning. The past few weeks we've been talking about psalms that have to do with the word of God. And we've been talking about the importance of pondering on and delighting in the word of God. That if you do those things, the Bible says that you will be blessed. And so we've been talking about what does it mean to really ponder on, meditate on, go slowly through the scriptures. What does it mean to really delight in the word of God? And so as we come to the Psalm 111 this morning, this author is saying it's not only important to do that with the word of God, it's important to do that with the works of God as well. And not only with just the works that he's done in our life or the lives of others that we look around and see, but we need to ponder on and delight in just the overall, overarching, saving works of God in this world, that God has provided a way for people to have relationship with him, to people to have um, eternal life and to be forgiven just by believing in his name and having faith in those things. As we gather here this morning, I really believe that we are literally surrounded by a number of glorious and majestic things going on in people's lives here this morning that we probably don't even know about. But if we could hear those things, that we would be blown away by what God is doing in the collective group that we have assembled here this morning. But I think that's probably where some of the problem comes in for some of us is how often do we really pause to ponder and reflect in our lives? I know I can go a long time sometimes without really taking the time to really think about what are some of the great works, some of the great deeds that God has done in my life. And, you know, in the Old Testament, you kind of see this back and forth between God and his people. Time and time again, God is having to say to the people of Israel, hey, you guys need to remember. (laughs) Remember what I've done for you. Remember I brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of slavery and bondage, and I've, I've led you into a new place. And so there was this constant back and forth between God and his people. And so, you know, finally, I think God just said, you know what, I'm going to create some things some rituals and some celebrations and some feasts on a yearly basis that to cause you, as the Bible says here, God has caused us, caused his wonders to be remembered. So one of the, one of the, one of the things that God did in the Old Testament was that he established rituals and celebrations on a yearly basis. Every year, I want you to remember this event and I want you to reflect on what that means for our lives. And so people would come sometimes to Jerusalem on pilgrimages during the Passover feast to remember what God had done. He established some things that were a constant, ongoing process for them. And there are a lot of different ways that God causes us to remember the things that he's done in our lives. Sometimes we remember when we're reading the word of God, something that is in there kind of triggers us to be like, oh yeah, I remember what God has done that or he did that in my life. Sometimes the spirit will just kind of prompt us to remember something. Sometimes we'll see something that's going on in the lives of other people. And then we'll think, well, I remember when God did that for me. And that'll cause us to reflect. Sometimes it's just our own experiences where God's just shown himself to be faithful time and time again. And we'd be like, oh, yeah, man, how could I have forgotten how good God is or how gracious he is? And we see it so often. There are a lot of different ways we praise God because of the great things he's done in and around us. One of those things that we need to do, though, I feel like to really do that well, is that we need to take some time to think and reflect. And so I'm actually going to give you a few minutes to do that this morning. Um, 
I'm going to give you about the next five minutes or so. Um, and I really want you to just kind of pause and reflect. I want you to just kind of put blinders on. <laughs> Don't worry about the people sitting next to you. If you need to close your eyes and, and pray, um, take some time. Take uh, your, your program out, flip it over on the back, write down a few things. What I want you to do is I want you to think back over kind of your recent history, um, the last few months, or maybe this school year, um, and just ask God, God, help me to remember some of the great things that you've done in my life, in me. And I guess that's one thing that I want to kind of encourage you with this morning is I don't want it to be based on circumstances. You know, I don't want you writing down like God led me to XYZ convenience store and, and he gave me the lottery ticket that's changed my life. Okay, that's not the kind of stuff we're talking about. All right, or did, you know, God prompted your hairstylist to give you this great new look and it's totally revolutionized who you are. I want you to focus on character change. Okay, how has God shown up in your life and begun to change who you are? The way that you view things, view the world, view others. How do you see evidence of God's work in your life? Or even in just the world around you, the way that he's used you uh, in other people's lives. So we're going to take some time uh, to reflect on those things and, uh, and write them down if you'd like to. I'm going to open us in prayer and then we're just going to have silence for about five minutes. So um, welcome to Wellspring. Hope you were planning on reflecting on your life today. Lord Jesus, we thank you for this time and this opportunity, Lord. Um, it is important and valuable that we take the time to slow down and be still. And God, the reason why we need to uh, reflect, one, is that we need to give you the praise that you deserve for the ways that you're working in our lives. We need to honor you and not pat ourselves on the back uh, for the changes that are taking place in us. But God, we need to be re encouraged because remembering your faithfulness encourages us. As we step out in, in difficult things in the future, we have those things to go back to and to say, oh no, man, I remember when God showed up for me there. He's not gonna leave me hanging in this situation. And so God, we just give you this time. And I just pray for each person here um, and whatever kind of the state they walked in this morning, I pray that you would help them to really focus during this time. And God, that you would just really speak to them and reveal some things, maybe that they haven't even seen or even noticed, um, but they could, they could give you praise for today. So God, hear our prayers right now and just bring things to our mind as we come before you. Okay. Um, as we talked about this morning, what part of the, the passage that we looked at talked about the importance of just remembering his works. And, and another part of it talked about how that we will praise God in the assembly of others. And so I want to give people an opportunity this morning um, to share some of those things with us, um, with the congregation, and just as a way to encourage other people. And I really want to challenge people, uh, especially folks maybe that come here regularly, uh, but don't often say anything here. Um, I really want to challenge you, for one, is that this time is not about you. It's, it's about giving praise and honor to God. Um, so it's, it's really not about how scared you might be to say something out loud. <laughs> because I really believe that people are encouraged when they hear about the things God is doing in the lives of others, and especially if somebody, you might be able to encourage somebody who might be dealing with something that you've dealt with and gone through, and if you just share 
how God changed you through that time, that might be a real encouragement for somebody here this morning who really needs to hear that. And so I just want to give that, uh, that encouragement to, to everyone. Um, I'm going to just have the microphone so that people can hear what you are saying. Um, and also, if you could just say your name before you uh, talk, and so we can also get to know each other around here as well. Um, and we're just going to have a time where we just share some of those things maybe that you wrote down on, or that God brought to your mind this morning. So are we ready? We've got to break through the awkwardness here, okay? Don't leave me hanging. I mean, I've got my list, but you hear my junk every week. So uh, this is a great opportunity. But anyone want to get the ball rolling for us today? Anybody want to start? Steve. Thank you, Steve. I make the check out to you. Is that right? Uh, my name is Steve Nichols. And I would just say I'd have to go back a little farther than the time you gave us to, to the last year or two and just say that uh, God uh, opened my eyes through this church about all the opportunities there are to help other people. And whether it's uh, Edison Mentoring, um, Food for Kids, Nicaragua, El Salvador, El Adoption, um, I could go on and on, Big Brothers, Noise Home. This church has opened my eyes to, you know, I used to just be pretty selfish. And uh, it's really opened my eyes to all the opportunities to, to impact other people's lives. And I used to look at stuff like that as dread and obligation and sign up and just like, you know. And now I look forward to it. And it's, mm -hmm. it's life-changing to get involved in all those things. And these people that are going to El Salvador will come back with a whole new outlook on, on everything that God's done for them. Awesome. Thanks. Help me if I don't see a hand somewhere. Anybody else? Ah, yes. Sorry. Hi. Um, I'm a little nervous. Sorry. <laughs> um, my name's Meg McQuinn, and this is my husband Bob, and this is my little sister Kate. Um, we haven't been coming here very long, but. Um, about a year ago, well, he's 10 months, he, our son was born with Down syndrome, and up until then, everything, you know, in our life had been going perfect, and he is perfect, but everything, you know, we didn't have any bumps in the road or anything, so I guess my, my faith never really had to be tested, and when we found out he had Down syndrome, that really, you know, a lot of things come with it, and um, health issues, and um, so really this past year we've had to really step up our faith in God and our trust and in the next summer we're um, really going to be tested. He's, he's going to have to have open heart surgery, so we're really going to have to be strong and put our faith in God for that. And mm. so that's, that's the big thing, I guess, that's happened in our life. Yeah. What is his name? Um, William. William. Tom Will. Okay. Yes. Super, thanks. I'm going to go ahead and pray for Will right now, if that's okay. Heavenly Father, we thank you for William and thank you for the blessing that he's been to this family. Um, Lord Jesus, we just ask that you would uh, just be with uh, the team of, of surgeons that are going to be operating on him and just with him, his own body, just being strong enough to handle the, uh, the travails of, of, of that surgery, God, and to recover uh, in a strong and, and healthy way. Father, we just thank you um, just for the things that you can teach us through 
um, through your children, and especially when they have challenges, God, that remind us of um, just how blessed we are um, in many ways. Um, but Lord, I pray that you would just be very real, very present uh, with their family through this whole time. Thank you, God, for um, helping them to remember how good you've been, even in the midst of difficult times this year, this morning. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks. Other folks? Yeah, absolutely. All right, my name is Natalie. Um, I'm a little nervous. Um, I. Sorry. I've been here before, but. Um, That's all right. Um, the past few months have been really hard. Um, I graduated from college last December, and. Um, and just recently started a job, but there have been other things that have been difficult, but um, it's something that God has showed me. Um, I started a job back in March, and I'm a children's caseworker, and um, I love working with kids, something um, that I've always loved since I was 16, and um, something that has changed for me. Um, working with these families, I have to work with the children's parents as well, and um, something that God has taught me is not to be quick to judge, but quick to pray instead for those, um, for those parents. Um, because I don't, I'm sure you have been in a, in Walmart or some store or something and you see a kid throwing a fit and you kind of think, well, you know, what is the parent's problem? Why are, you know, these children shouldn't be acting that way. Um, but I, so I encourage you to, um, not be quick to judge that parent because you don't know what their story is because a lot of the parents I work with have never been taught um, how to raise children. They never had that good example. And so um, something that God has done for me has changed my heart and um, to just open my heart for other people, other parents. Um, and so I encourage you not to not to be so judgmental of other people because you don't know their story, you don't know what they've been through in their life and um, to just pray for those you don't know so thank you yeah. thanks hmm. folks yeah uh, hi my name is Linda and uh, about six months ago I <clears throat> had some really, really major surgery. And even though I'm a nurse, I had uh, never really been in the hospital for an illness, and so I was really scared. Mm. <laughs> and, uh, but uh, through prayer and prayer of my family and my church, I made it through really well. So many things could have gone wrong and everything just seemed to go right, and I give thanks to God for that. And uh, I just wanna say that I hope that because of what God has done for us and our family that I can uh, give back and, and help with things like um, the Edison School and just things in our community to help others have a, a better life like God wants them to have. 
I know Linda doesn't like to talk in a crowd, so that was, that was awesome. One of the most encouraging things for me was at our Zumba night the other night, seeing her out there exercising, knowing all that she'd been through health-wise in the last year. That was fun, just very encouraging to see. So thanks. Yeah, Anna. Hi, I'm Anna. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to try not to cry. Um, a lot of you know that my parents have been living in Afghanistan for the last six years, and um, that in itself is hard to deal with, and um, I've gone through a lot of emotional roller coasters with it, just feeling selfish and wishing they were here um, to see their first grandchild born or to help me plan my wedding, um, and then there's times where I'm just so proud of them for the work that they're doing and educating children that would never get that opportunity. Um, but I guess most of all, I'm just thankful that they're safe and that they haven't been harmed at all amongst all the war and just the horrible things that go on in that country. And um, I don't thank God enough for that. So. I am Maggie. I'm new here. Um, I just got to give praise where praise is due. Four years ago, I didn't like my life. I wasn't living my life. I was abusing my life. And God gave me a big, fat two years of nothing, no life. And he, 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 he gave it back to me a year ago. But he didn't give me back any of the other crap that didn't matter. I lost everything except for my kids, my mentality, and my family. And I've had a year to rebuild that, and it's going better than it was before. So let's, I just got to give him his praise. Taking her head like, what in the world am I doing? Well, I'm Diana Maley, and um, I've been coming to this church since October, and I'm a firm believer that God really knocks on your heart or the pit of your stomach or whatever those feelings that you have. And I went through a very traumatic thing in my life about seven years ago, and I thought things were going well, and, and it was my faith that brought me through that. And about a year and a half ago, I thought, why is everything that could go wrong going wrong? And I'm like, God, where are you in all of this? I can't see you. And when I was here at church one Sunday, I was standing with these women that I met and got reacquainted with another woman. And long story short, there's been so many things in my life that are not coincidental. When I look back, I realize God was there. He placed those people in my life for a reason. And I guess for me, um, when I think about all these things that kept going in my life, when I was here that Sunday, there was a song playing. And I'm sorry, band, I don't remember because you play such great music, but I'm horrible with names. Um, I saw finally I was sitting here and I was singing and I said, God, what is it that you want from me? And I heard in my head loud and clear, he said, I want all of you. I want everything that you want to control. I want your daughter. And if my daughter was here, she'd kill me, but, um, <laughs> and she'll probably kill me later anyway. But I have a daughter that suffered through severe depression and we have been on a roller coaster ride for so long. And I finally, last fall, said, 
told the doctor, said no more, no more meds, nothing. And I have seen such a dramatic change in my daughter's life. And she tells, tells me today that she's scared without meds, that she feels some days, and I looked at her and I said, no, you don't need it. I know you don't. You're doing great. And the other night we had a conversation. I said, you know, it's God that brought you where you are. And she said, no, it's me. And I said, you can think what you want to think. But I said, there's been people that have the power of God in their life that have been praying for you. And that's why you're here. Mm. And so I guess one thing that I want to say is control. God puts, like, issues that you think are out of your control because they are. He's waiting for you to say, I want to steer the bus. He wants to steer your bus. Yeah. So. Good. Thank you. Hi, I'm Stacy, and um, it's funny that you mentioned the context of the school year because prior to last September, I, I don't know what I was doing. I don't know what I was thinking, but I was not living a life that was fully surrendered to Jesus Christ. And um, he got my attention over the course of several years of some deep, dark, ugly circumstances in life. And um, he's revealed his glory and his majesty, definitely through his word, definitely through his spirit, but most miraculously through his people. And there are a lot of people in this room who have shown me his hope and his healing and his restoration and his joy and peace and comfort. Um, and he does work through his people. And I have always believed that our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. But I always equated eternity with the other side of this life, and eternity is now. I mean, his glory and his good works and his great deeds are available to us right now, starting now. And so that's just what he's revealed to me through a whole lot of you. not cry. Um, <laughs> my name's Sarah. I don't even know where to start, probably from when I was born, but uh, <laughs> God has delivered me through a heroin addiction. Um, we lost a son. Um, he walked me through that, um, and my boyfriend is in prison, and I've just kind of learned that I have no control. I have absolutely no control over anything. And once you relinquish that control and know that as long as you follow God, everything is going to be all right, whether it's in, it's not in your time, it's in his time, that as long as you have faith and believe, you can't, you can't lose. Mm -hmm. And that's what I've learned. Sure. <laughs> I'm Barbara, her mother. And I just want to encourage any mother or father in here that's going through a trial with their child, just just sometimes, you, well, you can't look at the circumstance. I mean, you have to face it head on. You have to. But when you give it to God, he's so good to honor. As much as I wanted Sarah and just as much as Chuck wanted her to come back and have a, a good life and be serving God and loving God the way he loved her, he wanted it more for her. And that's what my hope was. And I held on to that forever. And Chuck and I as a husband and wife, 
we prayed together, we stayed together. We have a good marriage, God's really blessed us. And this was a trial, because children can either make or break a marriage. And if you trust him, no matter what you see, his word's true. And Bob's right. Meditate on what those promises are because sometimes that's all you think you have. Mm-hmm. And that's the best thing you can ever get. So I'm shutting up. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. I have a couple more if you're... If there's a, a war waging inside of you of whether I speak up or not. Your time is running out. So, Nicholas... I'm supposed to be helping Bob pass the microphone around, so I thought it would be nice to walk towards him. Um, <laughs> I had melanoma. I got diagnosed five years ago. Um, so it's five years is kind of a big deal with cancer, so I feel very, very blessed with that. And uh, also wanted to just reiterate, um, probably the biggest thing I learned through that was that the circ- my circumstances didn't change what God wanted to do um, it, or wanted me to do, and that's what God, Bob, excuse me, Bob, I get Bob and God confused a lot. Is that bad? <laughs> My wife I really, doesn't. <laughs> I really admire Bob. Um, but anyway, like Bob shared this morning, our circumstances don't change what God has for us and, and, uh, and what he wants us to do and uh, what he's calling us to. So just wanted to kind of reiterate that. And praise God for five years of cancer-free. Thanks. Anyone else? Mr. Dudick. Hi, my name is Dave. Um, Just this last couple months, uh, we uh, had our second child, and there's a lot of person like me who's always busy. When you have kids and they're little, you don't do, a lot of times you don't do a whole lot except, you know, sit there and hold them. And it gives you a lot of time to think when you normally would be busy doing other stuff. And uh, something that God has really shown me just in these last few months is that, uh, especially as a guy, we put, we have brackets on our life that, it's like our circumstances are those brackets that we have on our life and we just live in those brackets all the time because that's what our circumstances are. And uh, our spirit doesn't have any brackets around it. And it takes those times of meditation where you're not thinking and living in your circumstances. You're thinking and just meditating on God's word and communicating with God where your spirit's like, this is what I want. This is what I want for you. This is that your spirit just really gets to move your life as opposed to the brackets that you have around. You know, this is where I live. This is how much money I make. This is what I do. Um, and it's just amazing how awesome God is when you take those brackets off and you just let your spirit be who your spirit is. And, uh, it's just been amazing to see how huge and amazing God is when we don't confine him to just our normal everyday life. Yeah. Cool. You hand it up here to Donna right in front of you. Great. Just click that button up there. Okay, my name is Donna, and uh, um, I've been coming here about a year or so, but 
Um, I just want to tell you that we all need to, like, take time to rest in the Lord because if we don't, sometimes he provides the circumstances where you, you have to. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, I, was, I was working two jobs. I was just busy on the go all the time and uh, didn't really take the time <laughs> for the Lord. But he provided the circumstances where I had to. And I had to not rely on myself, but rely on him. And uh, through an accident, I uh, broke my neck. And so I couldn't work. I went like two years um, with no income. Um, and during that time, the Lord took care of me. Um, he provided for me through friends and family and uh and other ways, like um, just everything he did for me during that time. And I had to solely rely upon the Lord. There was no one else to rely upon. And uh, so it's just, I just want to tell you to take time to rest in the Lord, to let him give you what he can give you. Um, and when you're going through circumstances, it's just that you have to um, put your trust in him. And uh, I've just learned to trust the Lord and, and not in what I can do, but what he can do for me. And um, I know I have a lot of people praying for me now that I'm still praying that, that I'll be healed, that I'll be able to walk. Um, I have uh, nerve damage and damage in my spine because I went three months with my neck broken and didn't know it. Um, so, but through all those circumstances, the Lord brought me through. Um, you know, I people helped me out. I didn't lose my house and, um, you know, or my car or anything. And I was just able for the Lord to bring me through. And that's all I can say. He, he brings you through the circumstances. Um, he, um, doesn't cause the things to happen in your life. I don't want to say that, but, but through those circumstances, um, if you rely on him, if you trust in him, if you just put your whole being into him, uh, he will just bring you through those circumstances. Awesome. Thank you. Um, you know, one of the cool things about being the pastor, um, besides for the vacation house in Breckenridge, um, is, um, and that was a joke, by the way, in case there was any part of you that thought, really? Wow. Um, is that I get to hear a lot of stuff. Um, you know, I mean, I, you know, people email me or call me or, I go to lunch with folks, and, and I get to hear people's stories, uh, maybe more so than some of you might. Um, and so it's just been a really encouraging year for me, because um, I've, I've seen God totally transform uh, people's lives, which then has led to their family being transformed, their marriage being transformed, their children, their relationship with them. I mean, it's, it's been a pretty abundant year in some of that stuff. And so that's that's been really exciting to me because one of the things that you see on our program every week when you come in, you may or may not notice it. It says creating a new normal for the next generation. That's um, kind of our driving force here is that um, a lot of us come into uh, this church or this community uh, broken and, you know, struggling with life. And God's desire is to redeem that and, and then to, to use those broken things and make something beautiful from it that then will pass down to your children and to their children and have an impact that goes far beyond you know, anything that you could ever imagine. 
But it all begins with a choice, uh, choosing to praise God and choosing to give him the glory that he deserves despite your circumstances for what he has offered you, uh, which is life and, and forgiveness and relationship with him. And that's where it really starts. Um, so I've been privileged to see a lot of that stuff. Um, I'm going to close us, but our band is going to come up and, and lead us in a couple of songs. Um, and, and so our worship today as we end the service is really kind of more in response, uh, in response to what we've heard, in response to all that God has done in your life. We have an opportunity to just praise him through music and uh, as we close out our time today. So let's pray and band. You guys can go ahead and get in position. Heavenly Father, um, first of all, I'm just um, obviously grateful for you. Um, but I'm really grateful for the encouraged people showed this morning to share some things, Lord, that um, are very dear and very personal uh, to their lives. Um, I thank you just for how encouraging that is to see how you've met people in so many different ways and lots of different circumstances. God, you've shown yourself to be faithful and true. And God, you give us the ability, if we're open to it and if we're willing to listen, Lord, that you give us the ability to have a different perspective. Circumstances might not change, but God, our perspective can. And Lord, I do pray that you would help us to see the world, help us to see people, help us to see the junk that we're dealing with now with your eyes and from your perspective. And, and, and God, there's some ways that we're just not going to because we're limited. And so I pray that for those things that we don't understand or may never understand, that we would trust you for those things. God, that we would be able to just kind of let those things go and say, Lord, I don't get it, but I know that you're good. And uh, so, Lord, we thank you. Pray that more people would be encouraged as they leave here today because of that time. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Go ahead and stand up with us.